Welcome to the October 2020 edition of Bookplate. Find us on the web at foreveryoungadult.com. Join a book club chapter in your area or start your own by visiting us online and clicking on the book club link at the top. Don't forget to check out our monthly themed wallpaper created by graphics goddess Mandy C, which is always featured at the top of the page. I'm Annie, sound and engineer host, and in this book, I am the stolen crystal. I couldn't remember what it was, what kind it was. Hematite. The, uh, was it? Yes. A hematite rose or something, yeah. Um, I'm Britt, and in this book, I am probably the annoying reporter girl. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I liked her. Little Nancy Drew. <laughs> Just, oh, yeah, sticking her nose into people's <laughs> Yeah, I was a journalism major in college, and oh, nice. definitely did that shit where I ran up on people and got in their faces like asking <laughs> I love it stories and had them yell at me and run away you. from me so <laughs> hey, people get away from you yeah there was this whole like scandal where a, a kid stole something from the cafeteria uh, like an apple or something stupid and um uh like lost his scholarship and like over oh it God. and like again back to our book from previous month demonizing poverty um, yeah yeah and so there was like all this controversy because he was like he was in like a leadership position in the school like student council or something like that or and yeah I was covering the story and people didn't want to talk to me because <laughs> 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 it was very like students versus admin you know Ooh. but like the students who were, you know, in leadership positions, like, I tried to talk to my one friend who was an RA, and I'm like, okay, because they're going to have, like, a conflicted point of view, and she was just like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, man. Brittany East reporter. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I'm Amanda, and in this book, I am the melted tube of lip gloss. Yeah, because <laughs> that how was I'm good too. Sort of feeling right now, <laughs> like a tube of melted lip gloss. <laughs> awesome. Our moose bush is always like the first bite of what we're going to get into today, and this what this book is. It's Mila, right? Mila Flores yeah. is yeah. Okay, Mila Flores is an angry fat witch with the death of her best friend, along with two other girls from high school, and a suspicious suicide pact she whips up a spell to raise the dead literally little did she know how powerful the spell or her magic would be now all three of them are back and ready to solve the mystery of their murders before their corpse forms completely decay a dark high school comedy by lily anderson excellent it's really funny too <laughs> <laughs> i had forgotten to ask jamile what the cover was but i just went in and showed him the cover and he just looked at it and he just he stared at it for a while and then he just went zombie gang <laughs> and you're like come on it's the title i, like I mean it. i was like exactly what it is this is zombie gang. um there's two covers there's the one with like the girl on the front and then there's the one that's like the pins on the jean jacket that has like the zombies linking pinkies or whatever yeah. so like i showed garrett that one the jacket one he said um set in a near 
post-COVID future, following some girls in high school who become some form of zombies due to a mutated COVID virus and have to navigate their young teenage lives in high school being known as the Undead Girl Gang. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, that's that other book we read. Yes. What was it? The one on the island? Oh. Yes. The, oh, yeah, where they have the the pox. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was like, oh. This book was before COVID, but okay. <laughs> I like how he he's like adding the navigate their teenage lives pieces. Yeah. <laughs> Bill thought it was the sisterhood of the traveling pants, but for zombies. That's what he, I think it was the jean jacket that did it. <laughs> oh I would read a, a zombie reboot of Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. <laughs> sisterhood of the Traveling Brains. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, God. That would be fun. <laughs> Our appetizer today is a handful of bay leaves, which are good for banishing in the book, and she gets them from the Hood Witch. So there is this book is about witch, witchery and brujeria and like all types of, you know, magic. So I have to admit that I myself dabble in spells and magic. and. I love the Hood Witch. <laughs> is that the biker witch? It's a it's a, a store run by this uh, woman in Seattle, or like I think it's up in Washington. But she, you know, sells crystals and tarot decks, and they always do. They always have like, what does the full moon mean and everything? And uh, it's like more. It's like urban witchery. Oh, okay. But I was just like, I was like, this is a real thing, and I love it. And I'm so and like. If you were a person into magic and doing spells, like you would recognize that, you know, I liked that little piece of truth in there. That's cool. What I have in here is just like Urban Witchcraft Bujeria and the Granny Coven, which was amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the shotgun. <laughs> I love how they came at them with the shotgun. This book was so funny. It was hilarious. And like the concerned like yoga psychologist also being COVID. <laughs> I want a yes. Coven. <laughs> I love that she ended up being the store owner's girlfriend. Yeah. It was good it to was. know she wasn't actually obsessed with the teenage boy. Like they kept him flying. Oh yeah. Right. No, what I liked about it is like, you know, I didn't get into witchery when I was in high school, but there were some people I was hanging out with that were, right? But like the stuff in the book is pretty authentic. For mm-hmm. the lang, it's not made up magic. It's like actually what people do, and I love that they, you know, had the blessed be or the blessings and all of the greetings and everything. I was like, this is, like, it's really. I don't know. I like and that. the moat. <laughs> moat yeah, so yeah. Mo- so moat. That was all of my high school friends right there. <laughs> it was just like it really was a blast from the past. Blessed be. Did so many. Everybody Wiccans. have a Wicca phase in high school. Oh my Because I definitely did. All the odd girls did. <laughs> <laughs> like, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, reading this made me want to like dust off my old spell books. Like, <laughs> I'm actually working on my household grimoire. Oh, so nice. like, nice. I, I I bought a book and I've put the stuff that we've used. Like, we did a protection spell for the property together with like all the neighbors. You know, like I'm I i do not know. I've had some very successful experiences with what I do, and it just like feels nice. One time. <laughs> So when I was living and working as a teacher in Japan, I had this friend 
who was also in the program. And there was this other girl who was in the program who just was a terrible person. Oh, no. <laughs> and just really mean, like, for no reason. My friend and I watched The Craft one night. And yeah. And we were like, oh, we should totally put a spell on her to bind her from doing harm. <laughs> and it started off as a joke. But uh, she, I worked with her at the same, like, um, you know, same schools and stuff. And uh, she sat across from me, like, in the office. And I had the opportunity to take a piece of her hair oh no oh my god <laughs> so I did and we did the spell did it work <laughs> I think so nice. she didn't like really fuck with us that much anymore did it come back on you three times <laughs> <laughs> I don't know and what would that look like I don't know that's always I love the witch calculus like what does this mean it comes back on me three times <laughs> well when I was dealing with my stalker and I was just like desperate for them to leave me alone. I did something very similar. I didn't take a piece of their hair, but I went through. I mean, through... I didn't take it out of her head. Like, I mean, I happened to see it left up behind on her chair or whatever. I was like, hmm, okay. That's an honest way to go about it, you know. <laughs> Creepy public domain, right? <laughs> right. Public area. I um I went back through this person had been harassing people at work for almost for over a decade and so we had all these documents and uh, some of the documents had their signature on it and one of the issues was that they were using so many different names and their name had changed over the years so I literally went through the documents and cut out the ink signatures that they'd signed with the different names and used that mm. in a binding spell and I think it went really awry because after that, like, it increased. Uh, and like, I don't, know. I don't know, I don't know what you did with yours, Britt, but I did the one where it's like the freeze them out. So I'd like put it in the freezer for them to like chill out. But it was the opposite. They were not chilled out. It was like, they were more agitated. And mm. so I consulted with my local witch. And I guess I have more than one that I live near and <laughs> consult with. And they were like, I think you bound them to you. You didn't like oh, keep no. them away from you. And so like right before I went into the court, the court date for, you know, getting the restraining order, I was like, well, what do I do now? How do I get rid of it? And they were like, well, you got to throw that shit in, in a graveyard. And so I had to like midnight the night before the court date, I had my friend drive me over to the graveyard and oh I God. threw it over the fence. <laughs> and then, you know, after it took a while, but then it like, it's in such, like I was saying, you know, last time we were all chatting, like I'm in such a much better place now and it, they finally are away from me and like not attacking me online or at work or anything like that. So I was like, next time consult with the local witch first yes. before you go out <laughs> and do the spell, which, which is, is the main lesson of this book. Yes. And also probably what saying, you done. I am sorry, I need to consult with my local witch. It's just a really good way to put a pause on things. So I think we can talk about that more. <laughs> Do you remember like a, a couple? I'm not sure how active you are on Twitter, but like a few months ago, when a bunch of like newbie witches hex the moon or some shit. No. And like witch Twitter was in a tizzy. Oh yeah. <laughs> they hex the I, moon. Yeah, dumbasses. Why are you gonna like, fuck <laughs> with the moon? <laughs> what the moon did to you? They wanted to bind the moon and like the entities that control it, like the fey entities or the spirits that are associated with it to themselves to give themselves power. I read oh. all about this. Yeah, I read all about this. Like, a minor deity? You're going right to the moon? <laughs> like, 
<laughs> right. Can, can you do like a violet first? <laughs> can then work your but, way like, up? The more experienced witches on Twitter like reacted like the shop owner of this book were just like, you are like sucking the shit you don't understand. Stop it. <laughs> With shotguns and motorbikes. It's going to have dire consequences. <laughs> leave the moon alone yeah what? yeah please leave the moon alone leave the moon alone this... <laughs> oh man uh, <laughs> for the main course i have chicken rice with unshelled chickpeas eaten in bed which she lives with her in her family they they always do family dinner but after her friend passes away and she's like very depressed they let her eat um the dinner in bed and she knows that her dad made it because he didn't shell the chickpeas which i thought was like a very unique and specific um detail that really mm-hmm. made that real for me yeah i agree i have the topics of friendly zombies thoughts of eating a brain uh, <laughs> and then they also have like i don't know why the zombies i mean the zombies are very hungry which i get like that's a trope but they eat all this like McDonald's and fast food and and, and snacks. Were they pooing? Um, I could not stop thinking about that. Where was that? <laughs> was getting these that giant fast food awesome. bellies? Like what was happening? Where was it going? That definitely crossed my mind as well. <laughs> okay, good. I'm not the only weirdo. It's like, I wonder how they should. <laughs> well, when zombies eat brains and other people, do you think that they shit? I don't know. I've never thought of that. I'm not really into zombies. I just assume that like, the zo- they have to eat the brains to like keep themselves alive and so i was thinking like they're yeah, hungry because they need to stay alive i don't know i don't think the walking dead covered that but i mean like the size of a chipotle burrito <laughs> that's like that's at least two brains right there <laughs> that's a that's a big big sandwich oh man and then um i have revenge narrative with a dark comedic twist and did you figure out who it was before the reveal instantly I knew you from, did. You I knew was instantly the, from the first fifteen pages. Oh damn! You didn't. No, no. I, oh, when I was like, the hot brother that she's interested in, who's like really nice to her, but also really popular. I'm like, that didn't happen. That guy's the bad guy. Like, I love you so much, Amanda. <laughs> you really do know how to call it out. You're like, it's that. It's that one. <laughs> I'm trustworthy. <laughs> It's him right there. Officer. I mean, like, sweatpants boner was way too obvious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this book man. was a real joy. Like, I'm, I really needed this book. It was so funny. I read it in, like, three hours. It was great. I knew that, I didn't know it was the brother, but I knew it wasn't the nerdy guy. Like, that just seemed too obvious. Because that was, like, her first thought is because, like, he killed them because he wanted that scholarship or whatever it was mm-hmm. um i will say i did but, not call like, the death of the, the friend though being an accident mm. yes yeah that she just slipped i'm like damn sometimes it'd be like that like <laughs> but like i don't know the fact that he was wearing her necklace like i don't know like i i get how it might have seemed sinister but i love that it's just like awkward nerd doesn't know how to read social cues and doesn't realize that that looks like crazy it makes him look like a murderer instead of like oh this looks like girlfriends <laughs> oh how my bad are these cops too like <laughs> they think all these girls just killed themselves without any notes or evidence or anything they're just like well well they don't, nobody takes teenage girls seriously i guess that the truth we read that book also yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, I think, I mean, this book had it all. It had the suspension of disbelief. It had like all the quirky, the note, it was hitting the same note the whole time. Even when it was sad, it wasn't like too sad. Mm-hmm. You know, I I really just like laughed the whole way through and like Ellie laughed and it was, it was so feel good. She has such a good voice for the main character. Like I loved yeah. her. You lived in her world. She was a real person. And I, I love like body positive. <laughs> yes. I know that in the last book, the uh, main girl from Jackpot, like, had, you know, winning the lottery to worry about. But I like the perspective, I guess, of one of very few people of color at a very white school. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was much better done in this book. And I just love her, like, snarky comments and how she and the reporter form like the fat brown girl club at the end (laughs) oh my god (laughs) though like that but the best moment of the book for me was right at the beginning when she told that girl her poem sucked (laughs) (laughs) she's like i'm the interested in fat girl solidarity right now your poem sucks (laughs) (laughs) but like things like um oh there was somebody who's i forgot was it the psychiatrist or somebody who, like, yeah, the psychiatrist was talking to her or something, or somebody, and said the word bruja, and she's like, the way that she, like, rolled her R's and made the A staccato on the end tells me that this is the kind of white woman who orders in Spanish, <laughs> like, at Mexican restaurants. Yes. <laughs> like, just, the snark is just on point. She was amazing. There were so good details, yeah. I really loved it. I don't know, there's nothing more I could really... I mean, th- this is still main course. We can talk about whatever else, but like, I really just love the whole thing. I even when we ha- like, I feel like every YA novel has to have the moment where it's like, you realize you've done something wrong or have gone down the wrong road or made the wrong choice. And even when we had that, it wasn't like over the top or anything for me. And she didn't change what she knew herself to be foundationally, right? Yeah. Like it was within her concept of self. Mm-hmm. And I and I thought that this was one of the finest examples of that. Usually, you know, the character, the decision or like the when they change whatever, it's like sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, but would they actually do that? Or is that true to the character? And for this one, I was like, oh, it was so real. Mm-hmm. It was such a good growth for her because like it seemed like she had been the follower in her friendship with Riley when Riley was alive. And just the magnitude of that loss for her that caused her to make this decision to have the confidence to try to pull something like this off. And she sort of just seized hold of that confidence and followed it instead of giving it up when Riley came back. And I don't know, I just thought it was a really good moment of um, growth for a character. I really love the touch of detail that whenever she's more than like a hundred steps away or whatever from the yes. girls, like they just go into like full zombie, like, you know, eyes popping out of sockets and like oh my God, that was so falling great. off and shit. And like the fact that the two popular girls like use it to their advantage to like ter- it terrorize their old friends, like <laughs> was hilarious to me. Like that they were just like, oh, so like, you think I killed myself? And like, did you do it? Like, oh, you're trying to go after my scholarship? You know, whatever. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's spread rumors about me. Like, they're dead and they're still concerned with like high school shit. Like, (laughs) it's so it's so unlikable that they're turned around and was likable again. You know, yes, that that is the Dallas unlikable principle. Like, just be evil if you're gonna be evil. I don't know. It's great. And I also like that they didn't get away with 
with trying to sneak around and hoping <laughs> nobody would recognize them because I was like, okay, come on, like it's it makes it sound like it's a small town. There's like yeah. dead girls who people know to be dead, and like you have a no Nancy way, like, Drew trailing your everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then there's the fact that when you're too far away from them, there's you know literally decomposing in front of you like a hoodie and sunglasses is not going to let people recognize yeah. so the fact that they address that and they were like you know like no like all these people a bunch of people are saying that they spotted like the same three dead girls all over town <laughs> like good because like that would have been a plot hole that like wouldn't have made sense if they had gotten away with it like, also, I totally the bag, like how gross stuff really was like that was their faces described in detail gross the broken wrist of our friend that kept healing yes. gross. the mushrooms made me want to vomit and oh, I loved it like how oh and like the to the detail of like she found one that had been pulled off with a bloody end oh my god yes so gross it's such a and I love it she thought that like her spell was working on the nerd and it was just eczema <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was a good detail too, especially like as the time went on, like it took them farther to like pop back into place or like mm-hmm. you had to be right next to them mm-hmm. for them to look normal. Like that was, you know, like other oh, times coming to an end. I I wonder what would have happened if like she didn't do if they she didn't take them to the graveyard at the end of the seven days, would they just disappear? disappear? I don't what? know. That's a good question. Or would they would they go full zombie and like then have no personality Ooh. and just be, you know, eating, eating the eating people. <laughs> yeah, I did think it was kind of interesting that they seemed accepting of their dead status. That it wasn't like a source of consternation, like that much for them. Like, and one of them even said, "Like, why do we care about the affairs of the living anymore?" I thought that was really interesting. Not where I would have expected it to go, but maybe that was just a pacing issue. Like we couldn't focus on the dead girl problems too much because we had murders, three murders this off. <laughs> the only real issue I had with the book is that I don't feel like it delved a lot into her and Riley's friendship when mm-hmm. Riley was like such the motivation for all this action. But I don't think she spent a lot of time with Riley in the book. And I know that's because Riley was sort of avoiding her, but I thought that would have been focused on more. Yeah, I think, I mean, that felt really real to me, though. It's like sometimes you have the friend and then you've been, you've been like buddied up for so long and then something happens and like it just falls apart. Like I've had that happen. Okay. What else did I want to say about this? Oh, I think the one thing for me that I had questions about was the the house, the empty house. Like where, because they're in California. I'm like, is this Walnut Creek? Like where is, is this the wealthy <laughs> enclave? I kind of thought it was Walnut Creek, but I was just like, <laughs> where is this house? And like, do they really not have like private security up or a fence or something like that? And like people just go through and it gets packages delivered to it. I mean, I love that it's quirky and like definitely suspension of disbelief. But that was why just because housing is the way it is in California, that was the only thing that was like not true for me. It would have been better if it had been like an abandoned house that was lost during the mortgage crisis, you know, like they have those whole neighborhoods that are down, you know, foreclosed on that are empty. Yeah. Um, Maybe better than old farmhouse, like, which is sort of Southern Gothic kind of. Yeah, that was the good point, Amanda. That was the only thing like it took me, I, I kept being like, wait, they're really in California because I was just confused about the house. But then all of the, the trees and all the things that they see, those are those are all very Californian mm-hmm. things. I love the scene with the farmer's market. 
farmer's market with a serial killer. I love it. I know. I um, I like that microaggressions are challenged mm-hmm. in this book. Like mm-hmm. they're not just brought up just to bring them up. Like when the um the psych psychologist or whatever calls her like a bruja or whatever she's like nope brujeria was beaten out of by people by colonizers like Everwitch. <laughs> and like there was one point when she and riley were arguing and she's like stop using white as code for normal mm-hmm. um and then like one of the witches had a dream catcher tattoo and she's like oh i guess like whenever appropriating cultures on your skin forever was cool like yeah i don't know just like the way that it sounds just so like oh teenage snark <laughs> i loved that line so I love yeah. that line. She was... Oh, and like somebody else, was it Riley's dad or somebody's dad who like would tell the girls to smile and then they schooled him yeah. on how that mm-hmm. was like, yes, challenge it. <laughs> they were really cute. I know she was just like funny. She was just somebody I needed right now. Like smart, yeah. funny, capable, like still messing up, making out with serial killers, but you know, in the end coming through. <laughs> and like a good person. You know, like, mm-hmm. even though she was like a witch and like told people off and sassed back and, you know, didn't do what people told her to do. She was, she was still like a good person. I liked her. Yeah. And I was like, I want to be her friend. Yeah. <laughs> I have for dessert, I have the bake sale where there's lumpy homemade cookies and store-bought mm-hmm. pie. And my question is, if you could bring someone back for a week, would you? Mm. Uh... I don't know. That's a hard question. It, it, that makes me think of the episode of Buffy <laughs> when they bring her back from the dead. Oh, and she'd been um, in heaven? Yeah, she'd been in heaven. I guess, I think they thought the show was going to end that season. That's why they killed her, but then they brought it back or whatever. But, like, they didn't think about the, you know, repercussions or whatever. And so she woke up in her fucking coffin, like, in the ground, like, and had to claw her way out or whatever. And, you know, it was just miserable because, like, yeah, she was in heaven and just got dragged back to this, like, shitty planet. So, like, I don't know. Because, like, even, and then the, you know, the more, the older, more experienced witches are, like, you know, it goes against nature. Like, they don't belong here. And, like, I don't know. It just, it seems like it would be selfish. But, you know, I don't know. Like, they're gone and resting. And I just want to bring them back because I didn't get to say some stuff to you or I want to hang out some more like I don't know doesn't mean I wouldn't do it I I don't think anybody in my life has died that I would bring back but that doesn't mean nobody in my life if they were to die I wouldn't especially if they had been murdered and I was trying to get justice for them that's that's true that's a different story if I like thought that they had been murdered and like was trying to figure shit out then yeah that'd be different than like somebody I just missed but I did like yeah like how they made this like you brought us back for you you did not bring us back right. for us and like we didn't we don't even necessarily want to be here like yeah like we don't care about getting justice we're already dead yeah. like yeah oh in the moment okay my favorite moment there were so many favorite moments but was when the the killer was going on a rant about what bitches they were and like how they deserve destruction and then she was like yeah they are like that but they were also like this too. I've seen them grow mm. in a week and you've killed their chance to ever grow further. I don't know. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. A life beyond high school. Kind of like the good place. Yeah. Mm. I kind of like the good place. Such a good show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like 
deep, deep into binging it. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about that when you were talking about the guy telling them to smile because the the guy who's like kind of the Satan character like keeps or like the fucker keeps like telling her to smile every time he sees her and like (laughs) he tells the waitress to smile and it's so gross (laughs) just we all know that feeling yeah I think I don't think I would want to bring I don't like zombies they're not really my cup of tea but when I think about that question and also like in part of the the magic of the book is that they were freshly dead and so they weren't too decayed right Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think the people that I now wish that I could like have a conversation with have been dead a while like I would love to talk to my grandma and like Mm -hmm. ask her some questions about her life or like both of them actually I mean one of them had Alzheimer's for the most of the time I knew her so we never really had like a conversation about who we are as people and I would just love to be able to interview her you know yeah but that is all about me (laughs) it's not about the the dead folks yeah I thought the same like my grandma popped into my mind as well because she taught second grade for like 40 years oh (laughs) and like she had dementia and so like by the time I realized that I wanted to be a teacher like she you know didn't really have her memory and stuff and I just like really wish that I could have gotten her like advice or just talk to her about like it's just like at what cost Mm -hmm. yeah the last thing I have on here is the Gatorade. I love that. Like they needed the fluids. I was just moving on to drinks. I was going to say I, the Gatorade, like the one girl is stealing it from her family's garage. <laughs> and I, I love that it was because like she was the only one who ever drank that flavor. Yeah. It's like, oh, good detail. The little yeah. cheery girl, the little optimist. So cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cute. Yeah. And uh, the thing I have on here is the show choir, which just that scene with the show choir and then they keep showing up and then they do the same song i'm i was like that's who i suspected i was like it's this damn show choir it's a whole entire like gimmick for them to like perform at these funerals oh no that would have been amazing (laughs) also show choirs are kind of evil talk about culturally appropriating things like i've seen some misses where they've like all dressed as pocahontas or something like that i've just yeah, they are insane. I didn't know what a show choir was until I went to college. And then someone else was like, oh, you don't know what a show choir is? I was in show choir. Let me show you. And then we spent oh, like God. a whole night watching show choir videos. And I, like my mind was literally blown because <laughs> I was in choir, you know, but like a very traditional like children's choir. And we were very proper and we sang in churches and like no razzmatazz, you know, <laughs> And then they sing the same song, and it's like, uh, she's like, I fucking hate that song. It's such a ripoff. And I just loved all of that. But could you imagine the show choir performing at a funeral? I mean, that's how you know immediately what type of it's going to be, you know? It had a very Heather's kind of feel to it, like Mm -hmm. that that black comedy at a teenage funeral, like the repeated teenage funeral, like that immediately drew me in. That is, that is my milieu that I would like to see more of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was good. That's all I have. Do you want to talk about anything else? Yeah, I don't think so. Cool, then. With that... Book Appetit! I'm always chasing rainbows Watching clouds drifting by
are just like all 